Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, there's a whole lot going on in the world of sports this weekend. NFL is, man, shining brighter than ever. Uh University of Miami Hurricanes were still trying to find our way. Let a 1-5 Georgia Tech team beat us over the weekend. Man, my feelings are hurt in a big, big way. But, hey, it's still football season, and you got to love it. If you ever touch the gridiron, you got to love football season this time of year, especially around the late part of this, this, the middle of the season, whether it's in high school, whether it's in college. Or professional. If you're a fan, you love the game right about now. But hey, I'm here because tonight we have a special guest on our show, one of my former teammates, uh, Tony Fitzpatrick. Tony played uh, for the Hurricanes. Um, he was among the 1983 National Championship team. Uh, that was his senior year at the University of Miami. From there, he was drafted by the Houston Gamblers. Played with Jim Kelly at the, in in Houston with the Gamblers, hey, and he's a legend in Miami. I'm telling you, this guy House Snellenberg called this guy the Rock of the defense, and that was way before the Rock was a Rock. Then we had the Rock at Miami in the Hurricane locker room, hey, and what you talking about a real leader on this team? I'm telling you, man, it didn't one. It wasn't just one leader we had on that Hurricane National Championship team in 1983. We had many, and this is one of them. Tony Fitzpatrick. Tony, what's happening? Daryl, how you doing tonight? Hey, doing great, man. Welcome to the show, and thanks for being a part of it. I really appreciate you taking out the time and coming and being a part of our show tonight, man. Hey, no problem. I, uh, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, there's nothing better than talking football especially in the two states that we reside in. I live here in Texas. I've been here since 84. After leaving the uh, University of Miami, played for the Gamblers here in 84, 85. I was with the Vikings, 86, and then uh, finished my career with the Oilers in 87, blew my shoulder out, and coached college football for 12 years. So between Florida and uh, Texas, I think we got it rang up pretty good with college and pro and high school football. (laughs) That's for sure. People that don't know, you from um, St. Petersburg, Florida. Born and raised, actually down the beach a little bit, Clearwater Beach. Uh, I, I, Seminole's right in between it, so I'm right. That lift that sticks out on the West Coast, I say, I tell people Clearwater Beach, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Then I say Tampa. They, oh, yeah, I know that part. So Clearwater's gotten bigger. But, uh, yeah, born and raised on the West Coast of Florida. Uh, nothing like it. Uh, I know darn well the dang beaches out here in Texas aren't like Florida beaches. So, yeah, I know I, I'm from the West Coast of Florida and uh, really proud of it. Oh yeah, you know I'm I'm from the north northeast coast of uh, Florida, but I, I spent a lot of time in St. Petersburg. My mom had two sisters; one lived in Jacksonville and one lived in St. Petersburg. We went, me and my mom's sister from Jacksonville, and my brother went to Jack, went to St. Petersburg every summer. And man, those people drove nice slow life. over there back in the '70s. Man, I just want to tell you, Tony, they drove <laughs> real slow over there back in the '70s, There's, man. Especially yeah, it's, it's a little, it's it's a little older there, and uh, it's a retirement community. I think they've livened things up a little bit. Yeah, we used to get crazy when uh, it was summertime. Uh, all the the Northerners and Canadians would come down, and uh, we think, man, this has slowed way, way down. I got to go somewhere else because pick it up a little bit. Because yeah, it was it was, and and the winters too. The winters really got bad. 
Yeah, yeah, it so, really gets bad in the wintertime. But hey, um, I, I really like the um that part of um, Florida, Fort Myers, um, St. Petersburg, Tampa. I love all of that. Um, I, I I used to take a little trip on that side of the coast. Um, some years back, me and my wife did that for about four years in a row, and we'd stop in um in uh, Venice, Venice, Florida. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Up, Sarasota, yeah, Bradenton, Marco Beach, Mount Bradenton. Oh yeah. We work our way oh, all the yeah. way down to Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we spend about oh, a day yeah. in Miami while we were down there. Sometimes not a whole day in Miami because I like living and staying in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> when I get down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. So scared of Miami, man. We been, we lived down there, I played down there, enjoyed the city, had a great time. But um, some are scared to go down there for more than a, for more than a day or so. You know what I'm saying? So I stay yeah, in Fort yeah. Lauderdale and go to Miami. I think we were I, I think we were kind of uh, shielded living in Coral Gables. Uh, some some would get out. I'd go to North Miami Beach or Miami or the Biscayne Bay or all around Miami. But I think we were kind of uh, we we're in a, we we're in a comfort zone in Coral Gables there where the U was or is. You know that's that's so true, Tony. And as a matter of fact, that was one of the things I was thinking about today when I was when I was preparing for the show. When we look at teams like Alabama, who's probably the, who is the number one team in the nation, and Clemson, who probably is the number two or number three, and LSU, who's either the number two or number three, and Ohio State, who's either the number three or number four, however you want to put it. The city of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I looked this up. It has 100, 100, 400,000, 100,400 people in the 2017 census. That's all yeah. the people in the city of Tuscaloosa. In Columbus, Ohio, where Ohio State plays, it's 900,000 people in that city. In, in Clemson, South Carolina, it's literally 15,000 people in the city. And in Baton Rouge, right. Louisiana, they have 230,000 people in that city. Now, you think about right. that, man. Um, you think about the city of Miami where... We have these young guys, after their sophomore year, they can actually live off campus. Some of these guys exactly, are on exactly. Brickell, downtown Miami, South Miami, Kendall, um, all over the city of Miami. And I'm going to tell you, it's not yeah. the same as when we were down there. Everybody lived in 36, apartment 36. Right. I lived in V, right. you know. 36R. Yeah, there you go. It's almost <laughs> like that was your number. You that's your serial number. Yeah. yeah, forever. You branded with that, baby. Yeah. So hey, yeah. you know, we lived in a we lived in a community that was just ours. It was the football yep. community. You could go through one back door and go through somebody's front door, go through their back door, and you all the way back around to the other side of the building at your apartment. But that's how much trust exactly. we had in each other. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Got it's, it's, a, it's a big difference now, man. Um, it, it, yeah, I think the University changed. of Miami has to make – I think we have to make some kind of adjustment with um, – I'm not going to say corralling our players, but we got to make more of a of a community atmosphere down there. I, I think, and I, you know, yeah, I'm wrong. with you. I'm with you. It's uh, it's uh, just looking at the thing. A lot of excitement with Manny taking the the helm, and and uh, uh, I'm gonna tell you what, I was more excited, even though we lost against Florida. I mean, I could have been more excited by the way the kids played. And I don't know what's happened in the last couple of weeks or whatever like that. Um, kind of disheartening. Uh, I think Manny and his staff will get it, get it turned around. But 
this last weekend, you know, commemorating the 1989 national championship team and to lose to a one in five team is gut wrenching. It was it was tough to watch. It was very tough to watch. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's very disheartening to, to see this team. A couple of weeks ago, Manny Diaz said that uh, against, against Central Michigan, he said that his team wasn't prepared. They overlooked Central Michigan. Well, I, I, I can't see where it's his team that overlooked Central Michigan. When, when you see that this team is overlooking any opponent, you have to let them know. I mean, you got to really, I don't know, I'm not going to say discipline them, but you got to put it in their face and, hey, we have to take everybody serious. And I've said this on our show a few times before, Tony. People come to Miami, and they don't necessarily come to play uh, Nikasi Perry or some of these uh, other wide receivers and defensive backs and running backs that we have on this team or defensive linemen. These guys are playing legends, people they've seen on TV for their whole life growing up watching football. They're playing, they, they, right. they're playing, they're, they're playing against Andre Johnson and Michael Irving, right. you know, and, and Ed, Ed Reed. Reed. You know, these are the guys they prepare to play yeah. when they come to Miami. They don't think about you know, they think about how, how Ed Reed is going to look at this film, me playing against right. his old team, you know? So I think this team really has to think and have a mentality that you got to play harder than you ever played every game when you're right. at Miami. Well, it's, I mean, some of the greats have made the statement, and it was true all the way back to when I started. If he, well, we didn't practice. If you made it to the game, it was easy. Because you're, you're playing against and you're practicing against and scrimmaging against some of the best players in college football. And, we, you know, you, you know, you played for a couple different coaches or, or a couple coaches. I played for Howard my full, my full career. We, we, uh, we strapped it on. It was ones against ones. And, and uh, water, you know, at a three-hour three practice, we'd get water for five minutes in the middle. And uh, you either survived or you didn't. And Saturdays were easy. I love to get to Saturday. And, and it's just, it's, I, know it, I know it's not that time period. It, you can't do that because the, the numbers are down. But the numbers we had, and you know it, Daryl, the numbers we had, we were like right now. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't have many scholarships because we didn't have a lot of walk-ons either because it was so expensive to go there. Yes. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it was the survivor, you know, the survival of the fittest there, you know, so. You know, I, I tell people, man, every day you walked out, onto Green Tree Practice Field from the University of Miami Hex Center, you looked at the depth chart. And you wanted to see where you were at. Because just because you were number two yesterday, that doesn't mean you're number two today. Or because you were number one yesterday, it's, 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 it might not, you might not be number one today. It's how you prepared and played and uh, practiced the day before or that week, right. a, a week before. Right. So I think, you know, you, you, you had to strap it on every day and bring your A game every day. You know, I, well, I, it's just... Yeah, it's, let, me, let me tell you something. Here, here's, here, here's, my, here's my depth chart. And I tear my bicep off my shoulder, and I'm thinking, I'll never see the field again. I had Dallas Cameron and, and uh, Darren McMurray behind me, and we had Jerome Brown sitting behind them. <laughs> so I said, if I, if I get hurt, if the bone's not hanging out, I'm going to keep playing. Well, they told me my bicep had ripped off. I thought, I'll never see the field again. So that's why I wanted to get back so quick for the national championship game. I mean, you, you, could, you couldn't afford to be out a game or two because the guys behind you will take your job. 
and you'll never see it again. No, you won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's just because guys were so motivated and dedicated to to hold on, and it and, and it made everybody better. You know, it made all right. of us better players. So it, it really. That's did. another thing too, Daryl. We were talking about earlier. You said uh, the people you're supposed to beat. Howard had us ready to play. It didn't matter if we were playing St. Mary's Blind Academy. We were going to beat St. Mary's Blind Academy just like we beat Florida or Florida State or whoever we played. We were going to beat the teams that showed up that Saturday. It didn't matter who showed up. There wasn't no, there wasn't no stuff of, oh, we didn't have them ready. Coach Snellenberger didn't have it that way. We were ready for whoever showed up, and whoever showed up was going to pay. It didn't matter who we played, whether it be East Carolina or um, exactly, it, or Penn State. It, it didn't matter. Exactly. You know? Or Pitt. Yep. It didn't matter. Or Pitt. It, it didn't matter. You know, and um, yep. that's just how that team was built, though. And, and you know, and that's, that's a lot of credit to Coach Stallenberger and his, and his coaching staff. Um, but behind him came some good coaches, Jimmy Johnson, Craig Erickson. A couple. Was, a couple. You know, uh, <laughs> Coach Coach Erickson just got put in, the, and I think he got put in the Hall of Fame for him, him winning his national championship. Coach Coker, he won a national championship, but it was Butch, it was Butch a, Davis. I mean, coach Butch after coach Davis. after coach, right? And, you know, but it was a legacy that was built when we started that eighty-five home game winning streak that just drew right. people to Miami, and they wanted to play there. They wanted to be a part of the program, and and that's that's what's really got to got to continue to happen um, with this team too, though, we gotta, we gotta build this pro. We gotta build this legacy back up. It has to come back up. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, when I, when I played there and then I went on and played pro ball and then I coached college football for 12 years, when I went there, you couldn't go to Dayland mall and get Miami stuff. When I started coaching, which was, you know, four or five years after I played, I mean, it didn't matter if I was in California, it didn't matter if I was up North, didn't matter if I was in central Park. Didn't matter if I was in Dallas. Everybody had Miami stuff, wearing Miami stuff. Because everybody wanted to be a part. People like to be a part of a winning program or, or a positive, you know, action. And Miami was winning and be- beating people big, and they were having fun doing it. You know, we, we could dance. We could, uh, we could run to the tunnel. We could show up in fatigues. We could see, we, we, you know, they let us do what we wanted to do and uh, within the rules. And, uh it just, it just, uh, I don't, I don't see the excitement. I see the, I see the little bit of dance on the sidelines. So that don't get it done when you blow people up and you're, 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 you're tackling each other and hugging each other. And that's where I see the excitement. That's what, that, I mean, that's my, that's Miami football. And, uh, we got to get back to that. Like you said. Yeah, we, we got to get back to that. And, um, you know, and this, this is going to come from within, you know, uh, someone told me once, say, if you cut your finger, it don't heal from the outside in. It heals from the inside out. So this has to come from within 100%. these guys that's on this team, man. I mean, they they got to find it within them to play better, to prepare better. And, and the same goes for the coaches. I mean, may, maybe they just have to coach them harder. I mean, like you say, we had a lot of physical practices at the University of Miami when we were there. You you automatically knew that Tuesday somebody was going to get hit. And on Monday, we had oh, the yeah. toilet bowl oh, yeah. for everybody that didn't play in the game on Saturday. You had to play exactly. in the toilet bowl on Monday. So, oh, I mean, toilet bowl. And it, yeah, and there was some real serious licks going on in that toilet bowl on Monday for everybody that did not touch the field 
on Saturday, you had to play in a toilet bowl. Or if you didn't get enough reps in the game on Saturday. And on Tuesday, we all were hitting. You know, that, that's just, that was a known fact. You know, you know a thing I see, Daryl, too, with this team? I don't know if they're young or old or, or middle. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't know where the, the leadership comes from. Because, sure, we missed three field goals, chip shot field goals. And I, I stated that, hey, we need to hold tryouts Monday or Sunday, whenever they practice next, for soccer players, kids on the, on the, and going to school there if they're a soccer player or somebody, because that's part of the game, right? We need to make field goals, especially chip shots. But let me tell you something. They had a runner that ran for almost 150 yards. That had nothing to do with the field goal kicker. Not at all. And, and, and so, it's, it, it, you know, it's the, 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 the loss is spread throughout a bunch, you know, but it's not just not the kicker. It's holding penalties on the offense. It's, it's uh, you know, <laughs> the fake punt. You're, you're in punt safe. That corner lets the receiver, after he pushes him, just run down the sideline. You go with him to the bathroom, to the stands, to the lot, wherever. You don't let him go down the sideline. And then they sack Nkosi in the end zone for a touchdown. With a, I mean, there's. I agree with you, Tony. Um, I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's just tough. Hey, to, it's just tough to swallow. And and to see so many. I mean, and we got some really good players on this team too, though. I yeah, mean, really. Yes. I mean, yes. This, this, I mean, this this tight end, uh, Brevin Jordan. He's probably one of the oh best we've had in a while. And we've had some great yeah. tight ends come through our program. You know, um, I, I I'm just really. It's, it's going to be curious to see how this whole thing uh, unfolds. Um, you know, Manny Diaz, he's, he's, he's catching a lot of flack now from, from uh, former alumni. Um, you know, some people say he, he, he wasn't prepared for this game over the weekend. I, I'd probably have to say he wasn't prepared when he let a fake field goal, fake punt turn into a touchdown. You know, that's just, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's come on. For about sixty-five yards, come on, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that was that was hard to that was hard to swallow. Just just a just a bunch of just a bunch of plays like you thought. Wow, uh, where'd this come from? You know, and and uh, and I know we got a young offensive line, and they tried to move them around, and and uh, but it's just it's just you know you're you're seven six seven games into it, guys. I mean, you know, you had a young offensive line all year. Let's do right. something. Let's play. We can't give up a sack for a fumble for a touchdown backed up. I mean, we can't give up a fake, really a fake, a fake punt. I mean, you're a punt safe. I agree. I mean, yeah. it's, hey, it's, it's, hey, it's a, and here, here's the deal. Go ahead. We're going to have to take a quick commercial break, man, but I want you to hold that thought because that's a whole lot more you I want to talk about. I got a few more questions for you. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick you commercial break. We'll be right back with more Tony Fitzpatrick 1983 National Championship team. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we have Tony Fitzpatrick on the show tonight. Tony played for the 1983 National Championship team, was senior that year, went on to play with the Houston Gamblers and Jim Kelly. Hey, Tony, welcome back to the show, man. Why? Great to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate this too. Hey, but um, Tony, give us a give us a little bit about how how it was in the USFL, man. You know, I I know a lot of people, a lot of fans out there, especially young people, have no idea what the USFL was or what. I know anything about it. I know quite a bit about well, it. Was a, I grew up watching it. It was, it was a spring league that uh, started uh, the year before. It started in 82. And uh, so after the 83 season, I was drafted by the Gamblers. Jim had been drafted. Jim Kelly was drafted by the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Gamblers. And he, he made his mind up to come to Houston because he didn't want to go up in the cold. He wanted to go somewhere warm. And um, so he was out here, him and Mark Rush. So I came out after the 83 season in the, in the uh, Senior Bowl in San Francisco and, and um, came out here and, and played 84, 85. It was a lot of fun. I think, I think our team, I mean, we had Kelly at the quarterback. We had, a, we had these guys called the Mouseketeers. We ran the run and shoot. I think we would have beat 50% of the NFL teams. We had wow. a bunch of guys that, uh, yeah, that, that played in the NFL that just barely – you know, got cut from some NFL teams. So we had some good players. I mean, we got guys that went on and were, were MVPs like Ricky Sanders with Doug Williams up at the, up the uh, Washington Redskins and Kelly was Hall of Fame, obviously. And, and we had a lot of good players, a lot of good players. Played all over the NFL after the USFL folded. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, and the USFL had a lot of great players playing um, in that league, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, uh, we talk about Jim Kelly, but Jim Kelly was just one of many. Steve Young, uh, Reggie Steve White. Steve Young, Herschel Walker, Reggie yeah. White. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, we had a lot of great players. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you name it. Hey, one of our own, Albert Bentley. Albert Bentley. Started, Michigan Panthers. Michigan yeah. Panthers. And, and went and, on uh, to play for the Indianapolis Colts. 
Chris Hobbs, running back, played for the Jacksonville Bulls. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we had a so, lot. I mean, we, we had a lot of – what's that? A lot, a lot of players played in the, in the, in the, uh, in the USFL. And it was, it was a great thing because it was an opportunity for guys to make money and more athletes to get out, have a job. More guys playing, more guys playing, making money, like you said. But I'm going to tell you what, it was a dang good football league. Uh, sure, some teams folded in some different places, but there was a lot of mainstay teams that, that, that did real well in their markets against NFL teams. Like, we were, we were drawing 30, 40, and we were getting more and more, 30, 40, 50,000, and the Oilers were only in, the, in like 60,000 range. So we were, and we were a brand-new team. So it, it was a lot of fun. There was another guy named Frank Frazier that uh, – he was playing for the Oklahoma Outlaws, and I swear to you, oh, I said, I got my stance. I looked to my left, and Frank was smiling like a butcher's dog, and he was a guard, and I swear I couldn't even play the play because I was laughing so hard. I mean, you see former players that you practice against and yeah. were on the same team with, and I mean, it just, it just made me start laughing. I couldn't – it was so much fun. A lot of, lot, of, lot of fun. Then, you know, then, uh, you know, Jim did a great job, good, great representation of, the, you know, the USFL and Steve Young and – and, and, you know, Herschel Walker, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of great players doing a lot of great things in that league, and that's why they had opportunities in, in the NFL. Another great um, NFL player that came from the USFL was Lee Williams. He played out there with, oh, yeah. with the L.A. Express and with um, Steve yep. Young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, played yep. at the Thune-Cookman College from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah, so it was a lot of great players that came from that league. Hey, uh, I think we got a call on the line, Tony. We got Trey on the line, Josh. Trey, what's going on? How you doing? How you doing? Doing good. What's going on? We got Tony Fitzpatrick on the show tonight, 1983, nose tackle. We Back then, we called them nose guards back in the 80s. Yeah. And then they, went, they called them defensive tackles, and some people call them nose tackles. But back in the old days, it was a, it was a, a nose guard. Played a 5-3 deep, 5-2 defense. Over the center was a... Um, was a nose guard. We had defensive end and and um a five three. What we t- what we paid back then? I think. Yeah, right, we had outside linebackers, inside linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, what's going on with you, buddy? Um, nothing. Just listening the whole time. I learned about that other league. I didn't really know too much about it, but now that's I don't really know about arena football, the NFL, and like. You know those those leagues, but I'm interested to to hear about that league some more. That sounds pretty interesting, especially if it's giving more people opportunities to continue their career and play football. That's awesome. But um, but I, yeah, I was just about to talk about how basically UM right now. I feel like it's hard for them to live up to you know you guys' standards when you guys played there because like when they're getting recruited to go to Miami. It's more about, like, the legacy. It's not really, oh, I'm about to come play for Miami right now. They just want to, like, you know, repeat, try to repeat history. I mean, it's a historical football team. So, but they just all have to, like, get that same mentality together. I see a few of the players, like a few of the linebackers and things like that. They seem like they really want it. Every player they're out there trying to, you know, get it done, trying to do what they got to do. But I think... As far as a program, I don't know. I'm not sure. They, they just got to get everything together, and they'll be all right. 
I, I can see your point when a kid is recruited and he goes down to University of Miami and he looks on the wall and all he sees is these great players, Edron James, um, um, Willis, Willis McGahee, or um, Ed Reed, Ken Dorsey, you know, Willie Smith, two-time Kodak All-American. He see all of these great, great players, and I can see he goes there, he sees a legacy. He don't necessarily see... Um, what it is to what it is to be a grinder and put in the work and all it takes to get right. there. I, I can see what you see, see your point there. I, I really can. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Hard to look at. That's hard to like. You know, chase after. But that's the reason why they came there in the first place. They trying to get back to where they were before. So yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. We could uh, we could get back there in not too far distance because here, here's the thing. Miami played for it 22 years. In 22 years, we won it five times and played for it six other times. Could have had 11 national championships in 22 years. Our most recent is 2001. Could have been 2002 if the ref didn't stick it to us. But I'm going to tell you what. People keep saying Notre Dame, Notre Dame. You know when their last national championship was? 1998. Damn. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, And Notre Dame's there. Notre Dame's right in the thick of things. We, we just need a couple players here and there, and uh, I think we can turn this thing around. But it is, it is the thing, we need the former players on the sideline because when you got former players like that talking to you and giving some insight, you got an opportunity to be a better player because it's the little things, right? It's like building a building. If you take care of the little things, the big things will come along. Yes, sir, I agree with that. Yeah, have a good foundation, everything will get better. Yep, I agree exactly. with that. Totally. Got to have a good foundation. Hey, Trey, thanks for calling, man. We got Rodney on the line. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night talking sports, talking football, and talking UM. Yes, sir. Thank Thank you, Trey. Appreciate it. Hey, we got Rodney on the line. Rod, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. What's up, teammate? Doing good. Doing good. We got one of your teammates on the line with us, Tony Fitzpatrick. I broke it down those tackles. No one hey, of the toughest damn nose tackles I ever played with. <laughs> I, I played a lot of football. They don't make them like him no more. Everybody get hurt, they want to get off the damn field. This guy played with Tony didn't want to get off the field. Tony just explained yeah, us why he didn't want to get off the field. He knew if he got off the field, no, yeah, they, they had to drag like him off the, the field. field. Yeah. Man, they had to drag yeah, him off the field and put some smelling salt <laughs> in his nose to get him to... To understand what they were telling him. You got to get off the field, Tony. Hey, <laughs> hey you, so you got Dallas Cameron behind you. You got Darren McMurray behind you. And then you got this horse, this little rookie called Jerome Brown, staring you in the eyes, asking you, what can I do to get better? I'm saying, no, don't get better right now. Don't get better right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the guys on the truth, because you probably won't get back on the field if you get them a shot. No. But, uh, no, no, uh uh-uh. But. But Tony, Tony, remember those days when we had to we had to play games where he was he was hurt playing with one arm, and we were playing for a championship, or we were playing uh, for uh, 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 playing a big game, and we needed to win the game. You know what I'm saying? But it was a delight to go in the film room the next day because the fucker won his battle with fucking one arm. Yeah, you're right. Now yep. you see guys getting carted off, 
and falling on one knee because they showed her. And I saw that Saturday. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know so, that uh, I tore my bicep off my shoulder the West Virginia game with two minutes left in the game. I missed the East Carolina game, which we beat them like 10 to 9. And then I missed the Florida State game where we kicked the field goal to get the Orange Bowl invitation. That was six weeks later after tearing my bicep off my shoulder and went 96 plays against Nebraska. I was not going to miss that game. And you didn't. You, you played a big part in us uh, uh, becoming number one in the country. The, the first team ever. But my thing is, and I know Tony, I, 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 I want to celebrate Tony being on the show, but damn. When could when could not uh, when could not a coaching staff get a kicking team together to kick a field goal? That's a, it's the darndest thing I've ever seen, and, and it's it's not it's not only Saturday. It was it's been a bunch of games this season, and, and let me tell you something. I would I would have pulled I'd have pulled people off the campus. I'd have find I'd have found a kicker. Believe me, because obviously it wasn't just one kicker. Both kickers shanked Saturday, and. Uh, it, it was gut-wrenching to watch, especially chip shots. Well, I think I'm a little more disappointed in us not preparing for that last field goal. Put the ball in the middle yeah. of the field. You know, I mean, we, we still had an opportunity to, to run the ball to the middle of the field and have a at least kick it from the middle of the field, not from the right, right hash mark, which the kid had already – we had already missed one from over there earlier in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I felt that same way. I felt that same way. But, Tony, uh, before we go, I just want to see if you remember, we were playing Boomer Sides in Maryland, up in Maryland, and Flea had a chance to make a 19-yard field goal on the son of a gun miss. And I'll done. I don't know if anybody on the team talks to that joker until next year. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, believe me. I, there wasn't no hard on the head. Was, yeah. Man, that was the most gut-wrenching thing that happened to me at Miami. We lost uh, after we played defense the whole game. We played our butts off. I was trying. I was trying. I was going. To, I was going across offensive guards and centers trying to tear his blonde head off. <laughs> <laughs> That pretty boy quarterback. Uh, hey, but really, kickers caught hell on our teams, man. And I'm telling you, after you yeah, guys were gone, they caught they caught a lot of hell, man. I'm telling you. Hey, it, it was not have easy. Have to do your position. job, right? You have to do your job. You only have one job. Yep. Hey, Rod, right. man, appreciate you calling. We got Reggie on the line trying to get in here. I know, it, man. I, I know uh, Tony trying to get out of here. Talking, Rod. All right, Tony. Love you, buddy. Appreciate Love it, Rod. Too, no doubt. Hey, um, um, Josh, we got Reggie on the line. Reggie, what's going on, buddy? Hey, hey, man, ain't nothing. I was just listening to the show, man. Tony Fitzpatrick could join us this week. And I got a funny story, Tony, that I want to tell you that was the funniest thing I ever seen in a huddle in my life. I think it was, um, we were playing Nebraska in the championship. And you know how to, you know how to, they get in the huddle and the center is always the first one to run out, right? 
He's right. the first one to get to the ball and get ready to snap. And you said this to him. You say, I don't know why you're in such a hurry to get over here. And you pointed at a, a fan in the stands. And he said, because soon as you, you said, as soon as you snap that ball, I'm going to slam your ass right over there with that man. <laughs> <laughs> right there in the stands. <laughs> and we in the field, and I'm dying laughing at what you said to this dude, man. And I, that's what I loved about you, man. You kept, you kept us going, and you were, you were a comedian on and off the field. And, and, and it was always good to do it you, man. Hey, man, the guy was right. He, he, you know, he get the, he get the, uh, I guess he get the play from the quarterback. And, you know, the center, the first one to turn around and run and get to the ball. And Tony said, I don't know why you in such a hurry to get over here. And you pointed at a guy in the stand and he said, as soon as you snap that ball, I'm going to slam your ass right over <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to be so mean to him. <laughs> Yeah, man, he used to say some uh, funny stuff, man. But it's good. Hey, to dude, hey, you, I don't know if you remember. Are you? And he was, huh? Yeah, I'm in Houston. Reg, I don't know if you remember. Dean Steinkohler, I think he was on vitamins, and uh, he had big boils on the back of his arms and his legs because those vitamins from GNC. And I asked, I asked, uh-huh. I asked, I don't know who it was. I think it was the quarterback, Turner Gill. I said, do you guys take showers with him? And he was rolling. <laughs> he said, no. I, 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 you know, yeah, those, those, GNC, those GNC vitamins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. It was all vitamins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that whole yeah, offensive line was all vitamins. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys, man, it was like, wait, it, it ain't just the weight room with those guys. They were doing something else. No, huh? Yeah, man. Those guys, <laughs> guys look like buildings. Yeah. My goodness. But, hey, that was the greatest offensive line in the history of college football, though. Yeah, they yeah, were big and yeah, they were strong yeah. and they were they were well they, they were, were yeah, they were huge. Yeah. 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 They had four they, they had four first team all Americans on that offense. Yeah. Four I first with team all with the Oilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urban yep, he, Fry, he was on that team. Uh, Turner Gill, right? Uh, and the Turner and Gill, and Urban Fry. Fry. Mike Rozier. Mm-hmm. Mike Rozier. Stein Cooler. Yeah, so they were they yeah, were players. That, that national championship, that '83 team from Nebraska. But can I can yeah. I tell you also one yep. thing? Go ahead, Tony. I'm just glad Teddy Calhoun yep. stuck that finger out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in the right place at the right time, and I I tell you what, oh, I'm so goodness. glad he was there. Uh, he changed my life yeah, forever. Yeah. And for people yeah. that don't know, Teddy uh, yeah. Calhoun yeah. played safety yeah. on that team, and Nebraska decided to go for two instead of tying the score and winning the national championship. Um, Coach Tom, Tom Osborne said he wasn't going for two. That would have been like a loss for yeah. him. He wasn't going for the tie. That would have yeah. been like a loss for him. So he decided yeah, to go but for I two. Take, and when he did, I Kenny Calhoun the, the knocked game. that pass down in the it, flat. Game was over. Mm-hmm. We won our first national championship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and the game the game was really should have shouldn't even been that close because we were going in to score and unfortunately Griffin Keith he he uh, fumbled the ball as we were going down because they couldn't stop our offense. Yeah, they so, couldn't stop. You know, us. It, it no, was no. like yeah, we we had a few turnovers that we gave away a few. Uh, um, no, but hey, but, but, but here's a, here's the deal that, though. Here's the deal though. They were moving the ball. It was pretty good. And uh, yeah, in the second half we, we did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they 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 had Rozier running the ball big time, and uh, and our little corner, our little corner that uh, from from uh, Cole Gables, 
came up and turned him upside down and sprained his ankle. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, that play. yeah, 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 yeah. I th- <laughs> yeah, I think he was yeah. And then the guy, the guy that came, the guy, yeah, the guy, the guy came in and after him, Jeff Smith. He didn't do such a bad job, but it was like no, Rodney no. kept Rodney kept Rodney kept cramping up. And and when we bought in, uh, 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 I think it was Lucius or, or Doug McFadden, they, they started to take advantage of uh, that, that position because they knew, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they knew that, that he hadn't played a lot, so they were going on on that side. But hey, we won it. We won it. We won it. And uh, yeah. made history. Made history. Yeah, and, and forever change that program. Forever change that program. And we yep, still look at those days to come with, back. Uh, yep. Hey, Reggie, man, thanks, man. What's the call? We got to let hey, Tony yeah. get out okay. of here. I know you right. had too long. Later, Reggie. All right, Tony. Take it easy, bro. Love Thanks. you, man. All right, love you, too. See you at the next reunion. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Hey, Reggie, thanks, man. Hey, Tony. Hey, man, give yeah. us one quick story before we let you get out of here. I know we got to get you out. No, hold on. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to have Tony give us one of them good stories from the U. And um, we're going to let him get out of here. We've had him on as, as it is too long. We'll be right back. Hey, never, never too long. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. Voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Tony Fitzpatrick, member of the 1983 National Championship team. Coach Howard Snellenberg called Tony the Rock of that defense in 1983 that won our very first national championship. Hey, Tony, you know that music, that intro music you heard coming in? Oh, yeah. Vic Mars produced that music for our, for our radio show. No way. That sounds that's good. I'm sitting here over here moving yeah. a little bit to it. Oh, it's a little bit of movement I just left. 
<laughs> That's a one of a kind, Tony. And Vic Mars produced that 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 music for our show. And Vic is a former teammate. He was on that '83 national championship team. Um, but a good five hundred pound squat, five hundred pound squat. And you you had a five twenty squat. You know, come on, yes, what, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, five twenty squat over four hundred bench press at University of Miami. Hey, but hey, um, Tony, we got we got Vince from Fort Lauderdale. No, Fort Lauderdale on the show. Vince, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Vince, you with us? How y'all doing? Hey, we're doing How great. Y'all doing? We got Tony Fitzpatrick on the show tonight. How things going hey. down there in Fort Lauderdale? They going brutal. We we trying to get them canes back online. Let me talk to Tony right quick. Tony, oh, he listening to you? You hear me, Tony? Listen, man, I'm so proud of you. I followed you for a long time, man. You and um, Jerome and Darrell I'm really, really very proud of y'all. I admire all of y'all. I admire the University of Miami team and stuff. And Kelly, them, when I was down there, I don't know if you remember when I used to come down there and hang out with Darren and them. But anyway, I wanted to give you my condolences and bless you all. And I had Brian and Benny with me the other night. And I was trying to uh, get them get to get on the show with them. But that we'll do that another show. But but at the same time, I just really wanted to show you your appreciation and love for playing the game of football. You're respecting yourself at University of Miami and follow up with more good things, good years, and better your future for the rest of your life. So God bless you. I want to say that to you. Now I can go back and talk about them canes. Hey, how about them canes, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> I love the canes. Uh, it's, a, it's a hard thing to watch right now, but I'll tell you what, they'll get it turned around. You could, uh, you could cut either one of my wrists, and one wrist would bleed green and the other would bleed orange, you know, bleed orange. <laughs> I'm a cane through and through. <laughs> hey, they they bleed green now because they show like they forgot that they they got the orange in the green on that team. Well, they be oh, me so frustrated. What? I love them though. I can't let them die. I can't quit. They can't quit. Yeah, I'm with they, you. They, I'm they, with you. It's a it's a it's a tough. It's tough, but uh, they'll get back on the winning track. Oh yeah, 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 man. And I and while that while you got on on got us on the phone, man. I, we would like to give our condolences to um, Rod Rick, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, he ain't the, no the condolences. He, 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 he said he's going to be back to work by the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had know. a heart attack this morning. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to yeah. give him a good well, yeah. get well soon. Um, I think yeah, Mark is yeah. a strong young young man. He's still in his 50s, 59 years old. He'll, he'll bounce back mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that, that much I, I ain't got too much to say today, cause I can talk about them hurricane all day with Tony. And much as I love y'all, and I was just telling Darrell <laughs> earlier that I, I really inspire how not just football y'all was unity, y'all were unity off the field, and y'all still unity together. And people just don't know it's a different in playing with them guys, and then after college you separate y'all far apart. But not at the University of Miami. They, Mike Irvin and y'all bring them guys back together and make sure they stay together. Be together, stay together, be together. And that's I one thing I'm they got to learn from young guys. Yep. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if it's uh, if it's weird or not, but I'm going to tell you, you go to one of our reunions or you go to a game where a lot of players are asked to come back, like like your 89 National Championship team was at there this last week, and we were there uh, the year before, and I mean – there's a bunch of grown uh, men, big old ugly men, 
hugging and kissing on each other, saying we love you. I mean, it's, it's a brother. It's a brotherhood, yeah. man. It is a real brotherhood. That's, yep, that's it really real is. Hey, Vince. Vince, we got to let you get out of here, man. We're trying to get Tony out of here. We're going to ask him a couple more questions before we get out of here. We appreciate you. Don't okay. be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night talking sports on Sports Info. You and Voice America. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Vince. Hey, Tony, man, um, before we get you out, let you get out of here, why don't you give us one of your stories from the University of Miami from back in the day? Well, I'm going to tell, tell you one from the national championship game. I don't know if you remember this, too. Uh, we're sitting there, and uh, so the referees, I was messing with them the whole game, and, uh, you know, like I did most of the games. And uh, so they're walking off a penalty, a 15-yard penalty, and I'm walking like, a step or two steps right behind the referee and the referee turns around and said, he asked me, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm making sure you won 15. And they were, hey, he started laughing. <laughs> he started, he started laughing right at me, right? While he's counting off the 15 yards. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, man. We had a lot of fun. Hey, Tony, man, hey, I'm going to tell you another story. One more, ahead, one more Tom, story. If I got time, please give it to us. We got time. Okay. So, so Danny Brown, you know, he played linebacker there, and, and uh, Jim yeah. Burt uh, was there, and uh, we were, I don't know, we were freshmen or sophomores or whatever like that, but Jim Burt, it was, I think we were freshmen, and Jim Burt was like a bear. He'd go into his room, and take, he'd take a shower and go in his room and want to lay around and watch TV. So Danny Brown kept messing with him, kept messing with him. He said, Danny, you need to leave. Danny, you need to leave. Danny wouldn't leave. He locked the door, and he threw Danny around that room. He wrestled him for an hour. Danny came out. He looked like he'd been hit by 10 cars. <laughs> I said, I told you not to go in there. <laughs> uh, man, if, I, if, you, if you see this guy, Jim Burke, he's still built like a Volkswagen, man. I'm telling you. Oh, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And, oh, man. Yeah. Play, yeah. play for the Giants and the 49ers. Yeah. Forever. For a long time. Couldn't, yeah. he just like, couldn't hardly play anymore. But, yeah, Jim Burke. Yeah. Was, yeah. Wow. Man, that dude looked like a snapper turtle and built like a Volkswagen, man. And he didn't take no trash from nobody. You know, no, he did stories he about didn't. him from UM. It's like, uh, he, he got me in trouble. <laughs> got me in trouble my freshman year. My GPA, my freshman year was 0.05. I got a D minus in one of my classes because Jim said we got to go lift weights, eat breakfast, and go nap. And, um, I got. And then practice. So I got my GPA up back to close to like a 2.9 when I graduated, but it was hard. Coach Allen ran us for two weeks. Yeah, it was It was uh, when he found out I wasn't going to class. But, uh, yeah, I got it back normal, and, and go, I didn't miss another class. Yeah, hey, man. I, I, I'm going to tell you, Rodney Bellinger told me about that as soon as I got to college. He said, hey, go to class, Daryl. You get That's the number yeah, one no, thing yeah. I got is go to class. Get up and go get to class. Get that degree. Get that degree. Oh, That's man. one thing they can't take from you. Can't ever take it from you. Yep. Can't ever nope. take it from you. Nope. Yep. Yep. Hey, Tony, man, thanks for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate you being a part of this show. Yeah, this is one to no remember. No problem. Yep. And we're here every Monday Dio, night, man. Dio, I appreciate you and I love you, man. Much love back at you, brother. Much yep, love. Yep, appreciate yep. you. Yep. Thanks a yep, lot, Tony. One. Yep. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, man, I had a whole lot of stuff I wanted to talk about tonight, but um, I really appreciate Tony coming on and staying with us as long as he did. Yeah, a lot of guys kind of get out of here in around 30 minutes, but Tony stayed in there. Hey, love it, man. But, uh, hey, the NFL is going on. We talked a little bit about college football, but the NFL is going on. Teddy Bridgewater 5-0 and since starting. Come on, what's going to happen with this? Dakota Prescott. 
Hey, offensive line is back, and Dakota Prescott is back. The O-line is back, and Dakota Prescott has plenty of time to do things, and I think they're going to be back. They, they just put a whooping on the, um, on, on, the, um, on the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. And, hey, Patrick Mahomes went down with one of the worst injuries I think I ever seen last Thursday with the dislocation of his kneecap, and now they're saying he's going to be back in about two or three weeks. I can't see it happening. And what we're looking at is another NFL quarterback going down. Man, these guys go down like like they're going down like flies. You know, I'm 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 just saying. And and hey, Atlanta Falcons coach, he gotta go. Who who he, he has to be the next coach to be fired. We just saw Gruden fired a couple of weeks ago, but I really think that um Atlanta Falcons coach is gonna be the next person to lose his job. And he, he rightfully should be. Because this guy is one and five, and you got Julio Jones, uh, Calvin Ridley, um, the, the running back Freeman on this team. It's a, he has too many weapons for him to just be in the situation that they in. And hey, the guy I call a real, real stat machine. I mean, this guy is a stat machine. Matthew Stafford reached four thousand yards. No, excuse me, forty thousand yards passing. 40,000 yards passing and no Super Bowls for 40,000 yards. And I'm going to tell you something about Matthew Stafford. When the game is out of hand, he can lay on some stats like any, like nobody's business, man. This guy is a stat machine. And he's a real fantasy football wonder. I mean, he really is a fantasy football wonder. Guy, this should come as no surprise to nobody. Urban Meyer says... I'm absolutely interested in taking the Dallas Cowboys job. I will take that job in a heartbeat. But come on, man. Don't let this don't let this fool you at all. Urban Meyer will probably take any, any NFL job that comes his way. If the Pittsburgh Steelers come calling, he'll take that job. Atlanta Falcons come calling, he'll take that job. So don't make it seem like it's just a it's just a um a Dallas Cowboy job that Urban Meyer would be willing to take and it would be happy to take. Nah, he would take any one of those jobs that come available. And, and, and I'm talking about from the Bears to the, the, the Rams. It doesn't matter. Urban Meyer, he's, he's hungry. He's thirsty because he had to get out of college football because of the shenanigans he had going on in college football. He had some things going on, almost sort of that joke, not, not nearly the kind of Joe Paterno stuff, but he had some cover-ups that he was doing at Ohio State, and he's ready to get back into coaching football. But Lamar Jackson, he is the new wave quarterback of the NFL. He's a new wave quarterback of football, especially as long as we're going to run this spread and veer offense where we have this uh, run-pass option. As long as we have that in the league, Lamar Jackson and people like him that play quarterback are going to be the next wave of quarterback. And Lamar Jackson, he's he's like that uh that Bobby Bowden of um what Bobby Bowden had with Charlie Ward. Bobby Bowden told Charlie Ward, drop back four seconds. If you can't find nobody open in four seconds, take off running with the ball. And that's exactly what Lamar Jackson does. Now don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson is a very good passer. But if he doesn't see anybody open, He's going to run or he's going to try and run someone open 
A next thing you know, he's running downfield with people chasing him. Hey, guys, it's been a pleasure coming back, hanging out with Tony Fitzpatrick, having some old teammates call the show. And, hey, some new callers this week, too. We had Trey. Hey, we appreciate it. Trey, don't be a stranger. Give us a call next week. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll be back next week with more sports info on voiceamerica.com. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.